1: Soulfield's bad but your jeans look good. everybody so the jeans. Come on to the Rock
0: show. Come on to the People show. Come on to the Premiere show. Smackdown.
1: It's the year of our Lord 1999. It's the 4th of November in the UK in the box office everyone was seeing The Blair Witch Project oh I see dead people now that's the sixth sense isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it was... we're off to a great start <laughs> I'm too scared to close my eyes I'm too scared to open them
1: that's the line I remember from The Blair Witch Project uh-huh. that's right the camera work would later be uh, innovative and innovative and innovative it would inspire such great as Kevin Dunn every Monday night. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you went into that, then you were playing Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage. Oh, nice. Good callback. back. Yeah, S- like Spyro 2. Still prefer the first one, but at I least f- it's better than the third one. Oh, everything's better than the third one. And if you weren't playing or listening to those, you were listening to Flying Without Wings by Westlife. Who can
0: deny your embrace? You found that special thing. You're flying without wings. Oh, a chewed a banger, if you will. Banger. But
1: somewhere... (laughs) Somebody uh, was flying without wings. And if they were, they were flying to the First Union Centre in sunny Philadelphia. Ooh because there was a little company named WWF <laughs> and they had a little show on UPN just behind a big show named Shasta McNasty hey, who in turn was just behind the big show <laughs> and that show was called Smackdown what happened on that show is it still around will we get to the point all these questions can only be answered right here on the Coldaholic Classic Smackdown review think myself Matthew Gregg and my pal, tag partner, and life friend, Tom Campbell. Who can deny
0: the joy it
1: brings? Ah, its nice. Hey, Moro, hear... Moro is a
0: champion. <laughs> flying without Keith, we're not doing fly without oh, Keith. God. We're not. We're resting. Chance for NXT the, for the rest of the year, at least. Yeah, uh, Thank you if you were in full sail, in good voice, chanting. Um, <laughs> Don't you forget about Keith. I was, I was very proud. Thank you if you watched the video, myself and Ross did. Uh, beautifully. Produced by Sam Driver.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, that man is a genius. It's amazing what cocaine can
0: do. (laughs) That was a
1: joke. That was a joke because, of course, Colic does not have a cocaine sponsorship. No. And, you know, who else doesn't have a cocaine sponsorship? According to your notes, the WWF. What happened in the news? That's relevant.
0: Okay, cokey Well, it wasn't a cocaine sponsorship. It was a Coca-Cola sponsorship. Oh, God, I feel so silly. (laughs) Oh, No. So, a few notes before we get into the Cult Harley Classic Smackdown review, where myself and Matthew Gregg uh, go back via our Castrol GTX Powered DeLorean. Oh, to 1999, and watch every episode of SmackDown once again, so you don't have to. Uh, uh, before we get into uh, the episode for this week, just a few notes from the Wrestling Observer from this time to so give you a little bit of a, paint, a picture to paint of the world of wrestling. Coca Cola dropping the WWF sponsorship. This was a big deal for yeah. the WWF because they made the company a lot of money. Uh, there was, um, th- and there will be more to come with this regarding issues with the Parents Television Council and the product that WWF was putting out, how it had gone from being very like family-focused to being adult-focused. And a lot of companies went, we don't want anything to do with your silly company now. Coca-Cola being one of them. Um, They talked also in the Wrestling Observer... About this, isn't it? This is an interesting one. Uh, Nelson Fraser Jr., aka Viscera, mm-hmm. who we spoke of a lot last week because he's God. busy running his own skanky hoe business that wasn't mentioned this week. There were rumors doing the rounds the day after this episode of SmackDown that Nelson Fraser had died. <gasps> the rumors were so strong, according to Dave Meltzer that the WWF spent most of that day trying to reach him because they were concerned the story might be true. Oh, no. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> Nelson Fraser was indeed fine and would live well for at least another 10 years. He was just sleeping. He was just <laughs> that, that
1: time th- of the year when the hibernate.
0: Also, uh, in Canada, Wrestling with Shadows won itself a pair of Gemini Awards, which is like the Canadian version of the Emmys. Uh, So, Wrestling with Shadows doing incredibly well. The documentary that really that exposes uh, Bret Hart's last—you know—do you know what? Not since, not since. Um well no no because the whole idea of wrestling with shadows was going to be we're going to watch Bret Hart's sort of final run into right. WWF you know talk about a few demons from his past and then watch him move forward they did not expect to get the Montreal screwjob yeah,
1: which only helps the Oh. Fueled the speculation that it was all a big con. Yeah. Wow, they haven't have a documentary team covering it, and something amazing happened. What are the chances? People are like, no, it was just a very fortunate series of events.
0: I give you Exhibit A for this matter: Sunderland till I die <laughs> on Netflix, the documentary that was meant to be about Sunderland's rise back into the Premiership, and it turned out to be a documentary about them being relegated again. Oh. It was. So it's it's there, there is there is previous with something like. five stars yeah wrestling until i die is the wrestling with shadows of football documentaries i tell you what we're gonna put that on (laughs) for me dad over christmas dry high now uh also uh before we get into the uh, the rest of the show uh we say goodbye to dr death steve williams who was officially fired for the company just a couple of days before this episode of smackdown
1: yeah can i interrupt because i I remember the, the full story of this um uh, first of all, I was amazed that Doctor dev Steve Williams was in the contract <laughs> at this point. He hadn't been seen much or heard of. I think he was just talking to Jim Ross backstage about the Boomers and all that. Uh, FMW Japanese promotion. Shout out to Bahu by, by the way for telling this story. Were having their uh, big show of the year mm. around this time, and they wanted to spend some money, want to get the eyes on the product. And the idea was spend money, make more money. At this lost. Way more money. <laughs> this, they wanted Steve Dr. Death Williams from the ref to be the special guest referee between uh, it was Hayabusa when he wasn't Hayabusa, he was H because he lost the title. Wrestling Mr. say he was wearing Hayabusa's mask and he was Hayabusa. Oh man. Makes sense, right? It's like that meme of the two
0: Spider Man to get each other. That's
1: exactly what it was. <laughs> so they wanted Dr. Death Steve Williams and so gave the money. So like, Alright, cool, Steve Williams, you're wrestling with FM sorry, do you guess refereeing for FMW? And Steve Williams was like, uh no. I'm loyal to the, the barbers. Uh the, the giant barber not hairdressers. I was gonna say, like, he he has just got one place he always likes to go to get his haircuts yes. Like showy giant barber. Yes. And like, all Japan. So he's like, I'm not gonna wrestle for FMW? That's no, like, go on. Like, no, I'm I'm, I'm not. I, <laughs> that, absolutely not. I'd never wrestle for the company, but I'm loyal to them. He goes, Cool um, let go for breach of contract. Yeah. So they instead to make up because they paid him a healthy sum of money. Uh, Do we have sent Sean Michaels? Because wow. who knows more about guest refereeing than Sean? <laughs> tiny tiny pants, Michaels. <laughs> and he was only really there just to get paid. Didn't know what he was doing. Uh, Kaitlin insist on doing count outs when it was like oh really that. There's no count outs. Some guy say like stop counting and he's going three. Uh. Oh jeez, <laughs> so shut up. So yeah. That's a, a weird that. little
0: um video to watch there. That must be sort of high
1: in the match, in a match featuring
0: Shawn Michaels as a
1: referee. Yeah, it wasn't these things where you, if you're a non-fan of mm-hmm. FMW, watch it going, So who? That the high booster's taken on high booster, but none of them are high booster. Yes. Yeah. How odd. Yeah.
0: What an odd situation. So that gives you a bit of a sense of the landscape. Of uh, WWF and wrestling in general in 1999. I think it's nice that they gave him Shawn Michaels. I mean, they could have given him Mr. Hughes. Yeah, there's a lot of other duffers they could have sent them. Sending them Shawn Michaels, who wasn't in the the greatest shape at this time, admittedly. Um, But was obviously accomplished enough to take on the flight. So that's good news. That's right. There was something else happening in the news at this particular point that, that they address... Quite aggressively within the first like ninety seconds of this show, actually no, the first five minutes because the the first segment of the show is long. But we'll get to that in a
1: bit. You're quite right, Tom. It's very relevant to what happens on the show. So straight from the Washington Post, Atlanta: A doll depicting a WWF wrestler carrying around a woman's head has been pulled from Walmart shelves following a complaint that makes light of violence against women. John Bishio, a company spokesman, said Monday that complaints from Sabrina Parton assistant professor of communications at Kennesaw state university and from the manager of walmart and cartersville spurred the company to pull summerslam 99 road rage al snow <laughs> <laughs> i like to point out this point this isn't the thing it's al snow and i believe hardcore holly's a double pack no one ever mentions hardcore holly no and they show it on, on the camera as well the toy is modeled after al snow a wf competitor who carries a female mannequin's head into the ring the doll comes to my, a woman's head with help me scrawled backward across her forehead. And I quote,
2: My sons are six and eleven. What kind of message would this toy send them about brutalization of women?
1: Mrs. Parton said. <laughs> David Stott,
0: Newcastle <laughs> apart time. <laughs> oh no, here we go.
2: Oh, ma'am, oh, ma'am says we can't have
1: a toy like that. that That's a, that's a stupid toy. It's our John. Don't, don't, no, let's just be serious. And uh, Bizio from Walmart says,
2: Our management has decided is that at least a questionable item. So we are removing it from the shelf, probably permanently.
1: <laughs> Jim, David, man,
2: get that pillar of your face.
1: <laughs> Jim Bryan, we have vice president for marketing, defended the doll. He went.
2: This is your line. He <laughs>
1: no. like, said,
2: "This is our first complaint <laughs> we've had about the toy." El Snow's act with the mannequin head is as silly as it gets. Loads of fun.
1: Snow said the mannequin head is popular amongst wrestling fans. One match I lo- where can El Snow hail from? Um, Lima, Ohio. That's right. I know that accent very well.
2: One match I lost and I started <laughs> being the daylight sound with that head. All of a sudden, all these people had cheated me got mad and started booing.
1: <laughs> and then Miss Barton <laughs> says, I could see if this was an adult novelty item. And this is actually where I, you know, think I happen to agree being older now. People can make the choice about whether to buy it. But the label says it's recommended for cho- for children ages four and older. That's terribly wrong. And at the mm-hmm. end of that article, this was something that WF and Mick Foley would actually bring up a lot in his uh, second autobiography about how WF was being almost persecuted by these people, saying that wrestling was horribly violent and terrible. Look at the content that's on this show. Yeah. The pimping, I... the hose, the severed mannequins. Well, I mean, I never thought too much about the severed mannequins head, to be honest with you, because quite blatantly a model head. But yeah. in toy form, it has the same amount of detail as now Snow's head, so... Uh, yeah, that's all well and good. If it was still be named at teenagers, mm. this that these are toys and products aimed towards children, and then they watch them. Slam bam table. F you suck it. Yeah, it's pretty hard to defend. It is. It's looking back on it now. When I was fifteen, I was
0: I was I thought, oh god, this is ridiculous. It's blatantly a mannequin head. But then I was a silly fifteen-year-old boy who was just kind of going along with the emotions. Whereas now I'm an adult and I can go actually without context. Like context is crucial. Absolutely. Context is crucial. Like the amount of tweets I get where somebody will just go we will go like thirty-five P mate. And I'll say I'm sorry. Oh you mentioned three weeks ago like how much <laughs> this would cost. So right, I got context is context is key. Please, if you're gonna tweet me, please right. tweet me some context. Absolutely. And then this is context is key with this where you don't know that is the the whole backstory behind head the mannequin head that, that speaks to El Snow. You don't know that, and it does when you look at it face on. It looks like a severed head. Yeah. It just does. There's not blood dripping from it or anything like that. I think a lot of people added extra sort of meat uh, to the to the sauce in order to extra sauce to the meat to to make it sound worse than it was. Yeah, but yeah, really, yeah. it was. I kind of I kind of get it. Kind of yeah. get it.
1: I remember we had a babysitter one time for me and my brother and watching King of the Ring 99 on VHS because it was I think the first one I got and she was a older woman mm-hmm. very nice probably a church goer probably my mum knew her the, the look on her face the noises she made when it was like F you fans F you Austin nothing she's like
2: what <laughs> <laughs> You're bothered that you watch this? Yeah. Does she know what's this? <laughs>
1: uh, probably. Is she gonna... from Lima, Ohio as well? <laughs> <laughs> we do all the accents here, Tom. Oh, as mate. long as
0: they're from Pool, we, we nail all the accents on this particular show. Yeah. So um, we get into this a bit later on in the programme as We will, very soon. We've, 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 right. we've, uh, we've pretty much covered everything happening in the rest of the world.
1: Yes, yeah, so let's the press play, play on the good old WWE network. Oh, wait, you don't need to. We're going to go through it. And we start with a long recap is presented in the form of DX watching Monday Night Raw backstage and one of those tiny teeny monitors you still see at Smash Brothers melee tournaments around the world and
0: this is a long
1: yeah. recap my god
0: this goes on
1: and I think it's necessary to a degree but then this gets recapped later on throughout the show it's like oh okay uh, it, the events of Raw which are important it's another DX special by being up the rock Steve Austin and Kane over the series of events of the night and then Shane McMahon Challenges for the WF title. Still owned by Triple H at this time. With Vincent Mann accidentally hitting Shane with the title belt. The DX lads to retain. There's a lot of sucking it. It The best bit is... Vince hits Shane, Triple H then hits Vince, and as Vince is rolling out the ring, and he's like, no, I hit my son. Oh, God, this is so terrible. Just Triple H gives him up 15, and I was like... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like, he's just the most, like, it's like, yeah, you proper dickhead. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Not only am I retainer, but you killed your son. And you can tell, I think you were saying this earlier, Triple H is really, really picking it up as the leader of this gang and he thinks he's got more confidence he's in his his comfort zone surrounded by DX he's in his comfort zone you can tell and especially in a segment like this where Triple H is like and then I did uh, this uh, and it's Road Dogg and x Pocket Billy Gunn doing all the silly little jokes which is what we like from DX Mm. and Road Dogg is on form here Absolutely. they're talking about in
0: this, in this bit they're all sat around the monitor and they're saying hey Road Dog edited this video up <laughs> Like, it, 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 it's, yeah, it, it's no Botchamania I'm just saying oh. because it's the whole idea of like Road Dogg told him, I've just edited all the bits where we were kicking everyone's head in yeah but that was all of Raw like yeah. you haven't had to alter anything here it's like you just you got in everybody's face now during this bit which bloody went on Oh, I went on like all we needed from this bit was the last thirty seconds. That was the only bit that was really important to the grand scheme, of, unless they were being creative with a, offering a creative way of looking back on last week's show. I know, I know, yeah, NXT yeah. do this a little bit now, where they try and get a little bit, uh, a little bit creative with right, their right. opening vignettes, like the one just gone where Adam Cole interrupts it from the, um, from the, from the production suite, which I think is quite, quite cute. Um, during this. I heard on at least two occasions a Nokia 3310 ringtone. Oh. Somebody in that room had a Nokia 3310, because you heard the doodle doo 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 doo, like the classic Nokia ringtone.
1: Well, in ninety nine it would have been, is that yours? No no no, next part. Mine is Oh, that's right.
0: No, I've just I've gone to a WAP site and I've got <laughs> the, the DX theme tune. <financing protesting> <Whoa! roat> Do <daran> Oh it's it's, it's A awesome. man Hack my phone The, the crucial oh, bit the crucial bit the here, the reason I said like you need the last thirty seconds is because they zone in on something that Jr. says at the end. Oh, I was trying to avoid this. <laughs> no, we have to talk about this, uh-huh. and it's, it's We'll we'll address it as the show goes on. Okay. Um My my um, as as Vincent Mann accidentally hits his son, uh, Jr. speculates that it might have been accidental.
1: Because <gasps> right yeah. now, in this point of time, just to give context. It's always important, Tom. Vincent Mann is he's not like a full blown baddie, but he's kind of goody. He's just taking a step back from being. A decade. Mm. So it's like, oh, is he back to these old ways? Yeah. And it, 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 history,
0: history suggests that he's going to turn anytime soon, basically. Right. So JR speculates this, and they're all the DX locker room are like, oh, well, let's see tonight, show. we? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. More on that later.
1: I can't believe wrestlers would mock Jim Ross's commentary. <laughs> oh, let's talk on that later. Let's save that. we for later sorry. on. Let's get into the show. But right now, riding the wave of publicity... Is Al Snow and his friend Head? Oh no, sorry, he's of a friend, his best friend now, Gordon Michael. Yeah, Cole. Now, now best friends. Uh, Mankind are going to take on the Hollies in a tag title match. Probably to the chagrin of Edging and Christian and, the and, and all other established tag teams. Right, but like I said, and they go to a shot of the Al Snow Road Rage gear, and you can quite clearly see this. Haga Holly is there. Mm-hmm. And how could I get a chance to go, hey, I'm on that thing too, you know? Can I have some publicity? Well, if anything, uh, <coughs> surely <clears throat> Hollywood wouldn't wanted the publicity to be associated with it.
0: If I were Holly, I'd be quite relieved. You think yeah, I was like, we all talk about mankind, but then if you go and buy the figure set, I get the money anyway, but nobody drags yeah. my name through this severed head <laughs> mud, as it were.
1: Probably been a good thing. Hulk like, "Hey, it's the hardcore Harley play set with Al Snow as a bonus." Hey, I cut a woman's head
0: off. Oh. You're right, I did. <laughs> <I, laughs> Harvey Healy. But I can see Boss Man saying something like that yeah. at this particular point. <laughs> oh, he has a blinder tonight as well, doesn't
1: he, Boss Man? Oh, just you oh. wait, ladies and gentlemen. Last week I was very, I was over uh zealous. No, I was over enthusiastic. Energized. <laughs> last night, because I was like Tom, Tom, I know you haven't seen this because you've been busy <laughs> doing the least
2: Just wait, just see
1: And so I think last week's our podcast was slightly too out of it, so I'm on tea today, right? Oh but, what? But, but, but Tom, but Tom, yeah, Tom, yeah, yeah. wait till we get the last one. I'm excited, mate. I am flipping excited. Yeah. And so, oh, first of all, actually, I will put here the way I decided to put this here. To talk about Al Snow's head being a female mannequin. I never thought it was a female mannequin because. WWF attitude, the game has Head as a playable character. It does. And he goes, I am so big and muscular. <laughs> I am so big and muscular. He uses male pronouns. So how dare they decide that's a female. Ooh. And does it, that change anything?
0: I seem to recall <laughs> the, the 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 vocal, like the, the the lines that Head used was quite was a mixed bag. I might be wrong. Like I seem to remember there was like quite a high-pitched squeal. I told you if you kicked them hard enough. They kicked them (laughs) off. Don't even cut their head off. That's a really good point, though. Yeah. Like, I always assumed, I mean, I never really thought about the gender of the head. I just thought it was a mannequin head, you know. But I like how they, they within seconds of the commentary, mic's going live. They're like, right, listen here. Yeah. This stupid report. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. Cole, Cole has Vince. Cole basically has Vince's yeah. tongue coming out of his mouth at this point. Where It's like this stupid report from this stupid college saying that this is a woman's head. It's clearly a mannequin head. And, J- and Jerry Lawler's going, the only idiot here is Al Snow in this pack. Oh, and the guy. You wrote this article oh they just yeah. go to town on it and like they very much feel like they've been attacked like they are very much attacked and they are on the defensive from the moment
1: this show starts it was funny because right now i can see why they'd focus on this and be like there's they've got this wrong completely wrong mm. if the coca-cola thing's happening at the same time it's like okay you've got a good point here that doesn't diminish the other things i remember a mixed book he writes he goes through some of the horrible incidents where you know kids are doing other wrestling moves to other kids and he's like, and killing them basically. And he was like, his defense wasn't one of them. Oh, it says here, uh, Eddie Jr. hit his brother, whatever, with a jackknife powerbomb. And so do we have to blame those silly people? Jackknife powerbomb is Kevin Nash's finisher, so it's WCW. I'm like,
2: we're really oh, missing the point oh, here, aren't we, Mick? Oh,
1: anyway, let's go back to the point. Oh, this could be a long rambling podcast. I uh, no one likes those. Al and Mick are actually. They actually did earn their tag title shot, kind of. They beat Bossman and Albert on Raw.
0: Oh, that, that, who are suddenly,
1: you know, the gatekeepers of the WF tag team Another division. team at the top of the league, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and also, think about this. Al Snow is still wearing his Job Squad gear. And I checked. Job Squad were technically still a stable because Gilbert is still a light heavyweight champion. But he just wasn't on shows because he's like, I'll we'll need you right now, Gilbert. Mm. So until February 2000... When he lost the title to Se Rios, uh, Job Squad was technically yeah. a, a thing, which I was inter- interested to see. Uh, Venus is shown watching backstage. Apparently, uh, we are told he he was burning copies of the book in an incinerator. <laughs> Those little big burning bins? <laughs> was, he, was he pulping them?
0: <laughs>
1: Did he take them to get pulped? Venus asked him, Was this on an episode of Blue Peter? <laughs> <laughs> Now tell him, don't be blue, Peter!
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey,
0: Mick, you feed burgers to swans. Valvinus. <laughs> Your car- no. carcass is so big. Walk the way. Why am I so big? <laughs> <laughs> Massive. <laughs> Who invented the skip? Valvinus is now Alan Partridge. <laughs>
1: About to take vote to get pulped. If you think we're being silly, the next line is, also, in the middle of all this shenanigans going on, Jerry Lawler and Mick Foley went to the White House this week. Of course they did. Of
0: course they did. They
1: let anybody in nowadays. They, Tom? <laughs> well,
0: they've they got pretty much a strong shareholding, at least they did until recently, at the White House, then the WWF, oh. Or Linda McMahon working with Donald Trump until recently. Oh, yeah. I want to see if there's a picture that exists
1: uh, th- th- that was definitely in WWF magazine I did have a quick check by the way to see my own Power Slams to see what one oh. started but it's, it's only 2000 so the Power Slam features podcast will only happen next year oh, oh. that's a shame but we'll get to that but yeah that, they remember there being pictures maybe it was somebody else I can't find a oh, picture yeah. necessarily. But yes, same, but there's a photo, I remember now, there was a photo of like Foley sneakily putting on a copy of Have a Nice Day on the I bookshelf. I remember that, very... yes. I remember that one. I remember that one. Bang,
0: bang. It was the Prime Minister of America at that point? <laughs> the Prime Minister Who was, pri- was the Prime Minister from <laughs> Prime off of the <laughs> American... America? Who was, was the assistant... He was actually producer uh, of America at that point. It was Mr. Bill Clinton. It was Bill Clinton, wasn't it? Old saxophone Bill Clinton. No, he'd gone by then, hadn't he? Had he not had sexual relations with that young woman by then? Was it, was it, a was, it was it George Washington? <laughs> it was Abraham, how, Abraham Washington, was how that it? How bad is this? Was it Abraham Washington or not? It was Prime Minister of America at this point. Prime, in the Prime Minister of America, Prime yeah. Minister from off of America. Was it George... No, ha- no, it wasn't. George was, Hackinson. It was,
1: it was 2001 to 2009 was when George Bush... Okay, so was it Georgie Bush? Yeah, but wait a minute, you're right. Why wasn't... Bill Clinton was surely... He wasn't no,
0: impeached, was
1: impeached, was, was Remember in
0: 97... DX took the mick out of the impeachment well, I mean,
1: speech. Everyone in the entire planet was making fun of him. It'd
0: so, be, therefore, um, he, so he, he wouldn't there? have stuck around for two years, surely. According to this. Americans right. just screaming at this part of the podcast. So, oh, I mean, mate, this sorry, is. Sorry, like... America. We're just trying to figure out who your prime minister was. Probably no, like. From America land at this particular point. Have they found Canada at this point yet or not? Uh, anyway,
1: <laughs> but, you know what? This is getting us nowhere. America, Holly hits a drop kick. Had America found Mexico at this point yet or not? God. <laughs> What a dropkick by Hardcore cha- Holly. Who's
0: running Jamestown? <laughs> <laughs> History. <laughs> it's Abraham Washington. Al,
1: Al, <laughs> Al Snow uh, finds Newfoundland and then he plays Al Snow for a few minutes until Mankind makes the tag, gets Socko to a giant pop, and Hardcore saves Crash from the might of the Sock to the mouth hardcore and I'll have a weak collision in the corner oh that was the weakest of all I collisions. hate that spot by the way there's very few spots I hate in wrestling but Arn Anderson used to be the king of that the turn around I up someone in the corner forget what I'm supposed to be doing and then bonk of the heads oh. they try and do that and it Always looks terrible, apart from when Arn Anderson did it.
0: Arn Anderson has, like, hips on a pivot, though, doesn't he? Like, yeah. it, that's that's why the spine buster always looks exactly. phenomenal when Anderson does it.
1: Yes, he wrestled like a Resident Evil 1 character.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nice! So, just, so, therefore, there's quite a few occasions where you'll go backstage, you'll see Arn Anderson just walking, but he stood perfectly still next to a wall.
1: But he's <laughs> still going through doors. <laughs> hey, Mick Foley laughs at the sight of these... T- Two professionals trying to be professional and delivers the double arm ddt on crash to win the tag team titles to another giant pop hardcore and crash immediately start (laughs) brawling amongst themselves that was cute as michael cole stresses that they are fighting cousins and definitely not kissing cousins (laughs) i do not know what you're talking about michael michael cole then drops the line they climbed to the top of the tag team mountain
0: they were. They formed on Monday. They don't make it out like this is a like a like the boyhood dream has come true for mankind and Al Snow. Right. Like they've climbed to the top of the mountain. No mate, they, they took a they, they took a ski lift to the top of the mountain. <laughs> if anything, they were they were helicopter dropped at the top of the mountain. Yeah,
1: that's good. But <laughs> the Harlings were clearly only going to be transitional champions for a while because they took the belts off Rock and Sock. Yeah. That was their storyline purpose. But plans definitely changed once the Washington Post article kicked in. And I'm very surprised that, like, Mankind didn't hit Crash Holly with a copy of the Washington Post it <laughs> <laughs> knocks him spark out uh, for this. Uh, so, that's one change. Tag team title scene is interesting at the minute. There's not really any ground basis for
2: anything. There is so but it is many exciting s- to watch what's yeah. happening.
0: There's so. you know what? This is actually, all jokes aside, this, this is. I remember this being a busy time for the tag division. Yeah. Like, you had, you had guys like Rock and Sock and that, and then Tech and Pig Show, are now defunct. Uh, and other te- and like some other like higher end teams or, like m- top like top lads who were hanging out together. Then you had like Edge and Christian, the Hardys, too cool, all that on the bubble. So you could almost like you could do like a tier system for all the yeah. nineteen ninety nine tag teams because it really felt like there was a division. But despite yeah. the fact that Elster Mankind had just been airlifted to the top of it, like you did feel like there was. I to remember. Before this, where the reason the Hardy Boys kind of came to prominence at first was because they fought their way to prominence. Mm-hmm. They, I remember watching an episode of Shotgun of Shotgun or WF Battle, where they were competing to be the number three contenders. Oh. And then they won that, and then the following week they won a match I think against Too Much, and they became the number two contenders. And then on oh, Raw God. they won a match, and they're Michael Hayes with them, and they became the number one contenders. And I'm like, I like, I should probably watch more AEW because I feel like AEW has more out of all the companies currently in, exi- in existence. It has more of that love for rankings.
1: I quite Uh, like that sometimes in theory yeah it would be nice not get this debate but yeah they are going this person is at this point because they won this match it's like okay yeah I like that so you know what else I like oh (laughs) backstage games are hearing this on the signal if you're drinking at home now's the chance to have a sip Uh, Steve Austin asked Jim Ross what he meant about that line on Raw and Ross says I'm sorry didn't mean anything by it just wanted to clarify things that's it I'm sure that clears up that Tom. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get to that later on. Oh, actually. we'll get we'll get to that later on. So yeah, right, never mind that for Volody. House of mankind. Celebrate backstage with some of the best crowd. The blue meanie looking skinny and wearing a Royal Rumble 1999 <laughs> <laughs> shirt. Can we? You, we
0: can offer a tiny exclusive here, can't we? From you. Go on. No, you can.
1: Oh, I asked Meanie about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's our exclusive. Matthew just kind of went. I asked, uh, I asked Brian about it. I Oh, went, I no. Nice. no. Who's Brian. Brian? Oh, sorry, the Dick. blue meanie. <laughs> I was
2: like, oh, cool. What oh, what I'm, I'm, I'm sorry,
0: my dear. Uh, the blue meanie to you. The blue meanie to you peasants. <laughs> uh, it's all right, mate. I, was, and big, I, I Keith Lee sliding into my DMs last night. I'm really not worried. Oh, we're going to play Pokemon <laughs> like cards now. Oh, obviously. can we, mate? I've uh... flipping loved that. Abraham Washington in mind. No, I have, <laughs> have, have not. I, I have not got Abraham Washington in mind.
1: Blue Meanie. Yeah. So, so why was it, yeah? Why Blue Yeah. Meanie I asked him me- why you were wearing a rumble like that Because he hey, you know, go use that free swag for something. Because <laughs> <laughs> like nowadays at this guy's box age, it's like for a while it was, oh hey whatever, I'm just getting coffee at the concession stand, and I have the next pay per view that's coming up Cyber Sunday, whatever. And <laughs> um, this was just rumble ninety nine. So old. Remember. Like the-
0: there's something, there's something quite sad about watching a a wrestler with a t-shirt that has the company logo on, because that yeah. says to me like they've not that says to me like you're not comfortable enough to go out without a shirt on today, and they've not invested enough in you to give you any merch. <laughs> you know, it's just and it always just looks a bit sad. I think Triple H spent a while walking around with that like sleeveless little number. That with was not a
1: good with look. With the
0: was WWF it? Attitude logo on oh. it. Jeez like, trips. And he was the champ. <laughs> and he was the champ. Blue Meanie wearing the Rumble nineteen ninety nine T shirt. And it was a pay per view where I believe he was Oh no, it was the month after he was Blue Dust, wasn't it?
1: Yes, that's right. He was
0: looking good at this. He was looking spelt. Yeah. Blue Meanie like he I remember I remember he he disappeared for a bit then came back and he was like Uber skinny.
1: Yeah, yeah he went back to two thousand went back to ECW in 2000, and he mm. was the blue boy. The blue boy. And, yeah, I looked at him going, so the blue boy, is he, like, his younger brother or something? He goes, no, that's him. It's like, wow. wow. Good for him.
0: Who else is in this rogues gallery, this oh. killer's Row? I was Edge super busy Christi-
1: staring at Blue Mini, to be honest oh. with you. So okay. that was Edge and Christian? Edge and Christian were there. Uh-huh.
0: And, and then some random... I want a random nobodies. Like, I, and I yeah. feel like such an ass for saying that because, I, for all we know, they could have gone on to great jobs within the company. But I haven't got a Scooby
1: Doo who the other two lads were. I think they were Job Squad, Wolf Pack. <laughs> oh no! Job Squad B Team. Anyway, the thing was here that they're very happy. Milk's been spread, and yeah, we won, we won. Mankind says, Al Snow. Uh, wait here. I've got to go sort something out. So Al was left to talk with these people who were. Probably thrilled and what? Hey, what about the Washington Post article there? Eh? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Test is here to a pop he deserves. I'll be none, and we get a recap. Steph proposed to Test. <laughs> the way around to show that no, she has remembered. Well, who no, she this is.
0: is definitely saying in true McMahon style. I'm gonna break with tradition uh which i thought meant that she was about to shut down the territory As system I'm showing boat too Sorry to walk over your line there Tom yeah yeah You're in the same <laughs> I'm trying to say exactly she shut, shut down the territory <laughs> system
2: <laughs> just, st-
0: I'm going to be like my father and break tradition <laughs> brings out like everybody from every northeastern northwestern regional federation they all work for us now We've but, just less roof. We've just less root we left rooster griffin in AWA <laughs>
1: Wow. Well, what's Was your, uh, Griffin? So, for, for a gift for the wedding, Stephanie, I got you, you know, a, a precious watch signifying the time of our love.
2: Oh, I got you ECW. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh,
0: anyway, so... Uh, Steph- I think you'll find it's FMW.
2: It's
0: <laughs> another classic Steph line. I overheard two people talking about FMW and she put it in and went, I think you'll find it's ECW. <laughs> Really? I've not heard that story. That's a lie where it was two it was two ECW lads talking about FMW, but I met an FMW and apparently Stephanie walked past and went, I think you'll find it's ECW (laughs) (laughs) But this is the daughter of, you know, Taz suplex king, Vince McMahon, who doesn't really who pays just enough attention, but not complete attention. Wouldn't it be great if, like,
2: says FMW and Stephanie goes, oh, yeah, they were the people that wanted Steve Williams and (laughs) gave (laughs) him a show. Whoa! Why would she know about FMW? (laughs) Anyway,
1: moving on from that. uh, Steph proposes this test and he says yes, so it's the first match he's won in months. (laughs)
2: Uh, That's right. The invitations
1: look crap, don't (laughs) they?
0: They flash them up on the screen and it's like I could have knocked that up for them in word. And it would and I would have, do you know what? I would have charged them through the nose for it. Uh, but they look crap. But we're having a wedding at the end of the month, Matthew.
1: Are on you the, excited? On the 29th of November. Please I can't see a problem with that. Put a big circle on the calendar, <laughs> like in the films. And it's D Brown versus Test. Tonight on SmackDown, D'Lo Brown and Test. Teamed up on this year's WrestleMania in that did. what the hell was happening in the tag team division? Oh, it was Russo, of course it that was.
0: They was it. they won the, they won the uh, WrestleMania 15. They won a battle royal with the last oh, two night heat. on Sunday Night like Heat. They won the uh, the kickoff show Royal
1: Rumble, the battle royal, yeah.
0: the, the, the oh, last I mean, two. The,
1: the Big John stood battle royal, oh. and then uh, to Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett. That was it. Yeah.
0: So what? What a too. tag
1: match on WrestleMania 19, WrestleMania 15. Anyway, in a weird doesn't feel like wrestling moment uh, the Main Street posse come to watch the match about 10 seconds in and they we zoom in on them and was like let's hear what they're saying and they're not saying protest things uh, and Laura reminds us <laughs> listen listen it's not great but it's like not great it's like ah oh, they suck he sucks boom, yeah. protest, but then Joey, it lot reminds us Joey Abs was Daphne's boyfriend first and uh, called us to go well you know Shane set him up <laughs> With her, it's like, yeah, look, you can go up with my sister and all this. And like, I'm, I want to see that skit because you can just imagine it in your head, like, <laughs>
2: how <laughs> I'm would that on the go? Mean streets of. <laughs>
1: it's just like, I'm mm. gonna break tradition
0: yeah. and buy you a small territory. Hey, um, test. Has got flamingo legs. Was the one of the, one of the bangers that Pete Gas came out with. <laughs> like, so they basically they're basically, they're basically <laughs> on top of the ramp and they're just slagging off Test. I like jocks, but they're but you know what, right, lads? Crap banter. Like I don't mind a I don't mind a good like a good ribbon, but you lot have crap banter. They're just like, oh look at his hair. Isn't his hair rubbish? Oh, it's tell funny. you what, he's only marrying Steph for the money. Actually no, Pete Gas said he, Pete Gas said he's only marrying Tess for the money. So <laughs> Pete Gas is struggling with this even this is incredibly basic dialogue. Yeah. They were the sound, thought this would be a really
1: good bit, and it would have been if they had any material. Do you know what? I'm glad they were there though. Do you know why? Go on. This match was Awful. I was going to say. Uh, what was the what was this meant to be? It, it's just the backdrop to the Mean Street Posse, George Jacket. <laughs> but then we see the match and we're like, wait, what came first? Did they have a really bad match? He goes, you know what? Let's just, <laughs> just look at the let's <laughs> look at Pete Gas. Instead of this, D'Lo Brown appears to blow out his knee. So Tess does what he does best and walks right into a small package from the maybe injured D'Lo Brown and gets pinned... But it looks very awkward and unplanned. Yeah, and you get the feeling that maybe this was legit, and the mystery posse was supposed to come down and beat up Tess like they do every single time Tess is on screen. But I looked; D'Lo Brown didn't miss any dates or TV. This was I couldn't find anything. About yeah, it. I didn't get it, and this was uglier than my nana's bunton. So,
0: I... well, Tom, what are your thoughts? Okay, uh, the match was crap. It was slow. It was pointless. The, f- the finish confused me. Even the fact that even like Test helps him up at the end and then storms off. The commentators were trying to say, oh, he's so distracted by the wedding that he's he's lost the match. But no, it wasn't the wedding that distracted him. It was Dilo Brown's injury apparently that distracted him. D'Lo Brown, like, whether whether the plan was meant to be that the posse were meant to distract Test and cost in the match. Yeah. But there was some confusion as to when the finish was. So the posse didn't know when to come down. So Test and D'Lo just sort of went through the motions until nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I really don't know whether... Like In my head, I'm thinking maybe the posse were meant to come down, maybe push D'Lo Brown off the top rope. No. Yeah. And then Dilo hurts his leg, but then gets a roll at win anyway. That would kind of make more sense. But then the posse didn't come down. I don't know whether they were meant to. It feels like one of those primers, one of those bits that was put together quite lastminute.com. I and think. they went,
1: uh, oh, let's, oh, we've forgotten what we're doing. Like it sounds, it was
0: maybe too convoluted.
1: Yeah. And so if you're not overanalyzing it, like we're obviously doing, what you saw was Test, who was marrying Stephanie McMahon in two weeks' time. Lost to a man who was injured while his enemies did nothing. That's a good look, isn't it, Tom? And
0: apparently it's because he's distracted by the wedding. But no, he's he's not. Like, he was
1: distracted by the wrestler hurting himself. I think I know what was distracted by. Uh, the guy at ringside who had the sign saying, Break my neck, D-Lo. <laughs> wow. Oof. Wow. That's, yep. uh, that's colourful. That's a-
2: Mankind backstage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes
1: talks to the acolytes asking if they know where Val Venus is (laughs) this was a fun little bit
0: this this was (laughs) this made me chuckle this made me chuckle Mankind asking hey do you know where he is and acolytes can't be arsed with him (laughs) and they're like and they just give him all this grief and you know what I think think Mankind is, is my mood in this particular <laughs> bit, where, like, they're, like, being horrible to him. He's like, hey, don't worry, guys. Hey, uh, we used to hang, let's hang out together like old times. And you see a coffee cup come flying and hit Nick on the back. And he's like, yeah, I'll see you later, guys. Yeah, he's like, yeah, <laughs> thanks, guys. I don't drink, but thanks. That's it. I don't drink, <laughs> but thanks very much. Nick Foley is a mood here.
1: He's an absolute mood. And this will continue the rest of the night. Sadly, what will also continue the rest of the night is The Rock is talking to Jim Ross and he's admonishing him for that little line about Vince. They are going
0: hard with this. They really are. Like, Rock is... And, and what's, what I find funny in this bit is the fact that The Rock is basically doing exactly what Steve Austin did saying. What do you mean by that line where you said, is, is, did Vincent Mann do it on purpose? And JR sticks with his case. and said, look, it was heat at the moment. I thought it might have been the old McMahon. I spoke out of turn. <laughs> and then The Rock goes, OK, well, look, you better be... Anyway, you better watch your mouth because otherwise I'll take that... That big hat, turn it sideways, stick it up your candy ass. And then Jerry Lawler goes, oh, Did you hear what he said? Like like he threatened his life. No, he just gave the same old catchphrase he gives every week. Like why were you like why was now a shocking moment? Oh, he's gonna put JR's hat up his bum. Did you hear that? I've heard it every week, Jerry. But in fairness, Tom he's <laughs> a big hat. It's a big <laughs> It's a big ass. <laughs> Actually he's quite smelty, this is older. Is, is a very youthful looking JR.
1: Well, it's because it's not widescreen. Oh. But he's still, he's still going hard with this. Ross shaming. You know what else is hard? Lugs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish
0: you could have appreciated Matt's face. As, no one has as ever said, said that, Tom. As he said, Lugs. Like, the tongue action on Math just then was, was quite
1: envious. Quite enviable. We've got a Laura Laura Lugs here. <laughs> and the thing that they have deemed luggable... Yeah, the replays. Lug-able. replays. What's our luggable <laughs> bit tonight,
0: lads? <laughs> What's our kaboomable bit later on? We can't have that as the, as the luggable bit because it's the kaboomable bit later on. You can't get your luggables mixed up with your kaboomables. No, wait till so you bring in the 1800 collectibles. <laughs> That's going to be an even bigger problem.
1: <laughs> you know what? The Washington Post had a point. That's you know all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> replays of Edgy Christian the Hardys beating the Hollies and Too Cool and Raw while diving and destroying their bodies which you'd, I think would work rather well for them. It
0: would kind of become their, uh, their, 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 raison, their maison, raison d'etre. That's the word I was reading. Raison
1: d'etreable of the week.
0: Raison d'etre
1: Sponsored by Lux. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: Too cool versus the Hardys with their mum. Well, <laughs> hey, Tom, what type <laughs> a weirdo brings their mum to work?
0: <laughs> How is Elaine? Is she all right? She's still asking after st- you. Yeah. I'm still asking after her. She's not returning my texts. <laughs> They all say seen. (laughs) She's just not replying. They're all on blue ticks.
1: Commentators still (laughs) talking about Vince and that one line. When no one's around, everyone should be going, what about Vince and Shane? (laughs) What about Vince and Shane? This is a pretty decent tag match between these two. I'm enjoying the youth of the tag team division. Absolutely. And too much... Uh-huh. Yeah. Too cool. How dare you say it wrong? That's pretty much the entire commentary between Lola and Cole. As Lola admonishes Cole for getting anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously a lot of it to go around. And they did the thing they did last week. Brian Christopher Grandmaster says <laughs> big ass sunset flip powerbomb at the outside. I did that to Christian last week. and I was doing it to the Hardy. Oh. It's a hell of a move as yeah. a, a transitional thing. But I guess it's like the Hardy's like, yeah, yeah I'll do anything right now.
2: Ah,
1: I like it. And the debut on Smackdown of Sex 8 putting on the goggles, doing the wipe in charge, and the crowd appreciates that. Once again, Michael
0: Cole completely
1: trashes
0: a (laughs) too-cool moneymaker for the second week running. What is he putting goggles on for?
1: What does he need goggles for? Shut up, Cole, they're trying to make money. And I like this, because you see it just bit by bit, the crowd's more and more like, oh, these two idiots." Oh, that was good. <laughs> that, I like that. And the worm, and then... Eventually, Jeff would hit the... Still called the senton bomb at this point. Whereas swanton sounds way nicer. Mm-hmm. And probably trademarkable. And they get the win. And this segues into Foley. Detective Foley interrogating the hoes about Bobby's <laughs> whereabouts. Because if everyone knew where they were, it'd be hoes with...
0: <coughs> what, what, what's the thing? What's it? Uh... Well, they're not wearing t-shirts at this point. They wear the t-shirts oh. later. Oh, there you they, they're, go. They're, Sorry,
2: they I are far the more
0: uh, scantily clad in this particular
1: scene. That's how you can tell they're hoes. And he asked them, "Do you know where?"
2: So derogatory
1: in it? Like, it. Yeah, they're not, even, like, like, they're not even human beings.
0: If a group of like five or six women are in a shot at one time on WWF television, they are normally referred to as the hoes. That's
1: right. And if they've sport- all got,
0: they've all got other jobs
1: and lives and families. The hoes. Yeah. You see a group of women on TV. They're hoes. If grew up men on TV, it's a podcast. <laughs> anyway, they tell me it could be either at bar number one or Hobar number two. The Julian Hobar saga continues. <laughs> they,
0: as he leaves, like he's, he's oh, being cute and yeah. adorable with them and they leave and then, and I want to think this was, this was something that, that mankind, because Mick Foley is, is, is genuinely, when he's on, he's got a wonderful comedy mind. One of the best in the business, I genuinely believe, when he's on. Um, they're all talking, they're going, Oh, he's hot. And you got these hours going, You think he's hot? And they Yeah, I think he's hot. Cut to Mankind walking away, who's just starts scratching his ass the, as the host still in earshot going, yeah, he's so hard. It just it just tickled me. It tickled me then, and all these years later, as a mid-30s man, it tickled me again. Because it's just Mankind, Mick Foley, showing wonderful comedy, Simon. Better than men, so many, so many of his peers at this yeah. point. Yeah, so many. (laughs) Quite
1: right, folks. On another level compared to the comedy, and something that is also another level is Tori. Oh jeez, look at this! Like (laughs) jump into a cold bath. Uh, I do not remember her looking like this. Full (laughs) stop. Sorry, Tori. Sorry, Tori.
0: Um, I. I, This is the look I remember for Tori, like the halter, the halter top, and frizzy hair, and all this stuff, and her and. Kane hanging out together and.
1: That's right, because Kane and Tori are now a thing, and we get clips later on. Well, sorry, the earlier bit, the marathon recap session of Xbox going, hey, Tori, that's not the only thing that was burned off in the fire. There's a pause. If you know what I mean, pause. Suck it, (laughs) suck it, suck it, suck it, (laughs) suck it. (laughs) Pause his penis. So now Kane doesn't feel like talking, so Tori will speak for him, and Tori wants to know, Jim Ross, what was up with that (laughs) line? And Jim Ross goes, "What line?" I got a lot of angry wrestlers. Was- <laughs> should we should we say our bit now? Because
0: I think I think there's there's one particular there's something that we want to address regarding this this whole JR bit that I just because there's lots of things we've there got is there on. is but it's the whole thing of why why is it when JR was was still was strong in 1999, people were taking him to task on the most minutiae of things, whereas in 2019, when he is having a I, so lo- I love Jr. I love Jr. There's a big book coming up here, ladies and <sighs> gentlemen. But he's, but he's crap.
2: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door.
0: at the moment oh i hate i feel sick saying that because he's like the voice of my childhood in wrestling he used the when i watch wrestling i hear jr and you know what i hate it. i feel sick because i think i'd hate for people to talk about me like this on a podcast i'd feel like an ass but i'm only just saying and I'm, I'm saying it not as a dick i'm saying it because like you you don't hear like the I know that JR's passionate about the job and that's what really annoys me. I listen to Grilling JR and JR's a wonderful storyteller. He's got a world of of tales and and has a way of spinning, spinning a phrase and he's quick and he's witty and he's fun and he's engaging on the podcast. But on AEW... He sounds lost so often, so lost, and it makes me really sad because I still, and I still think JR could be an asset to AEW. He's already proved it by the fact that we had Shazza McKenzie on Desert Island Graps, Ooh. and she said that the one thing that, that turned a few of her colleagues around to watching AEW was she was watching it uh, where she works, and they said, is that JR talking? Because they remember JR. And there is that powerful nostalgia there. And JR can be good. I've heard JR call great stuff. It's not fair for me just to go, he's been crap all the way through. JR's had some moments of brilliance and some lines that he spun in AEW, but they're so few and far between. Like some of the stuff that from AEW this week, like you you like
1: give us give us your favourite JR fluff from this week's AEW. Well, at this point, Jim Ross is realizing that he's messing up a lot of stuff. So, mm. the Butcher and the Blade defeat Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. And Jim Ross is like, wow, that was so impressive. Next week, I might remember their names. Oh. And that's that's a cute
0: comment to go, oh, well, because I'm so bad at remembering names. But you don't understand how that buries the Butcher and the Blade, who you're bringing in, who you're bringing in to fight Cody, your top guy. And... If the guy who is talking about the wrestling, who is paid to sit and talk to you what is happening, if he can't be asked to remember their name, why should you as a fan? Like, JR, used to nail this stuff every single week. He'd have... He talked in the Jerry Lawler episode on the Grilling JR. he talks about how the way he used to prep and and how different him and Jerry Lawler used to prep because Jerry Lawler would, uh, would would do no prep and boy, do you hear that now um but with JR like he he would lo- he'd know the high spots he would know who was who he'd know who was doing what move just so then he could have a little bit of a, a little bit of insight ready to go when he did it i don't think he does that anymore i think he just and i don't know whether it's the travel whether it's it's the because the one thing that does come back and i'll get off this high horse in just a sec the one thing that i hear a lot when i listen to the podcast with Gr- uh, grilling JR with Conrad it's a great podcast The Williamsers with Conrad Thompson I love Conrad and I love JR the one thing that JR talks about quite a lot is the travel schedule and how tiring it is to get from one place to another and, and JR's a, an older gent now and I wonder whether that's affecting it which it would you know what it would totally affect me I don't know if I could run that schedule like every week going to a different part of the country and sleeping in a different home. I get knackered I get done in I would. So you know, and I get it from JR it just makes me sad. But the reason that I bring it up is like I could you imagine a you couldn't imagine a skit like this on AEW where <laughs> you've got like Tony Khan and Cody and MJF calling JR to one side going, "Right, what did you mean by that <laughs> earlier?" Cuz the half the show would be that. <laughs> if not all of it, every week. I'm going, JR, why'd you say that? <laughs> why'd you get... Like, Jungle Boy going, J-R, um, what's my name, mate? Sydney <laughs> fluffed that this
1: week as well. Yes, and he tweeted about it as well. Yeah. And that was a nice rant, Tom. I can tell you've had that in your heart for a while. Yeah,
0: and it comes from a place of love.
2: Right, well, that's why so
1: we, much love. We end up complaining more about the things we love than yeah. Test because I think it's a test. We don't put much thought and effort into yeah, it. Yeah, I but, don't need think it's just me being a dick. I don't. No, I comes get what you're saying. And your thoughts are reflected by a lot of people's comments I read on Twitter and online, mm. and I think people realize I don't feel. I think it was you or someone upstairs were saying that they feel bad for Jim Ross, and I don't. Look, life is cyclical. You're good for a bit. Some of you get to be great. You know, we can't all be George Foreman no. being great in his heyday. Then grilling, for a bit. Then grilling in his heyday. And, and damn, damn it, no. <laughs> and making another triumphant comeback in the 90s and stuff like that. No, sometimes you have our time. Everything changes and everything ends. And Jim Ross, absolutely love. I feel Jim Ross's best positive was to be able to convey the story and the storylines. We had lots of stuff to talk about during the matches. It wasn't just the action. Mm. Now the action is blindingly fast. There's lots of names and stuff that he's not familiar with. And there's not a lot of story in AEW outside of the yeah. stuff that you can... See with your eyes, basically. Right now, this period, Imagine Raw is just as good as SmackDown. There's so much story to get through, as we said before. It's yeah. Like the Lord is uh, Lord of the Rings-esque, so plenty of stuff for him to build a universe with and create this little thing in your head and go, God damn! And you know,
2: ah, ah, ah,
1: you know that the the for fourth quarter pay-per-view, Jim Ross voice, where suddenly everything is twice as effective as it was before. It's like, man. Jim Ross's voice is broken. Here's a cover. One, two, God, oh my God, this is like that was a long time ago, and I'm all right with things changing.
2: That's, That's a really weird thing chat. to say.
1: Like it's all right. Jim Ross was good. He can still be good. We can't all be judged for our uh, everything we do in our life. Um, David Dimbleby, or whatever his name was, was got the name wrong. Passed Dave. away yesterday. Um, for years, decades, known as being a wonderful human being from London, but based in County Durham for most of his life. So. Mm-hmm. Big, big shout outs there. Being a nature fan, uh favor of um, oil spills, he'd be there to talk about it and just give this lovely idea. Was an amazing voice and diction. What's he most known for now if you YouTuber? His deniance of global warming. <laughs> does that mean we can deny everything that this man does? Absolutely not. I liked the attitude era of that man. <laughs> I like that man on Blue Peter. I don't necessarily like this man on YouTube saying, not. It's, it's all a sham, isn't it? I'd like to uh, reassure people that it was
0: David Bellamy that passed away yesterday. Oh, David God, D- David damn it. David Dimbleby is perfectly fine. Who's David Dimbleby? He does he, he, he host Question Time.
1: That's it. Oh Christ! I'm sorry, mate. That's it. Yeah. That's
0: Matthew.
2: <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Podcast. Podcasting
0: is so clinical, and sometimes you're good and you get the names right. Sometimes you're not. And it's time to move on. And you know what? It's okay. <laughs> I'd like to apologise for calling <laughs> David Dimbleby.
1: David Dimbleby, famous Oriental, yeah. right. passed away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: mind that. On the on the SmackDown before people start switching off on mass. You uh, did make
0: a good point. I wanted to reiterate before I wanted to correct that. You made a really good point about the fact that um yeah, JR is a great storyteller yes. as opposed to a match caller. Because yeah. when Joey Styles came in to WWE the issue that, that Vince McMahon had was he was a play-by-play guy. He wasn't a storyteller. Yep. He needed a storyteller like Jim Ross. Jim Ross is a fine storyteller, but you're right, there's not much story to tell in AEW. Continue. Do you
1: want to hear a good story? I'd love a good story. Kurt Angle. Oh, yes! Oh! oh. Olympic gold yeah, medalist Kurt Angle. David Bellamy, Olympic champion. <laughs> <laughs> I could describe myself in one he'd be dedicated. D- David Dibbleby. Um, the three... Well, David, somebody died, all right. There's going to be someone he called David who died yesterday. Uh, the three eyes, Yeah. Integrity, intelligence, ineptitude.
0: <laughs>
1: intensity. Intensity. That's I
0: wonder right. whether we get in- inhabited by some sort of weird JR spirit. Whenever we come to discuss the, the quality of JR's work, our work suddenly dwindles. <laughs> I'm sure this has happened with us before where we've talked about Jim Ross doing something silly in AEW and then we've gone on and did a podcast where we've got everything wrong. I wonder whether he just inhabits our bodies briefly <laughs>
1: to teach us a lesson, you young scallywags. There's a good bit on the Smash Brothers commentary thing where the guy read out donations, it's all typed up. So it's like, you um, like the number four skin. It's like, oh, thank you, four skin for that $2 donation. The guy's like, you idiot, oh, you no. fell for that. He's like, what do you mean? oh yeah we time like number four I didn't see it you, you stupid fool that's, that's the only, you follow the oldest trick of the book and then he reads it he goes thank you to Jenny Talia uh, and I was <laughs> it's like
2: no <laughs>
1: immediately after, I've just admonished you for being crap I read it anyway uh, we digressed in very heavily into this. Let's, let's move on Kurt Angle this is his Smackdown uh, promo debut this we're, we're building him up as yeah. this amil-
0: um, Olympic gold medal hero and it's very much as like a positive thing
1: well, it is, until Lola points out correctly the bit that you just get just a little bit of tweaked on. Hey, hang on. He says he's the best-celebrated real athlete in all the WWF. It's uh-huh. like, oh, there we go. Uh-huh. And God, I'm looking forward to that run, but I think we've talked about enough other stuff before. We can talk about Kanagawa makes his triumphant debut soon. Never mind that. Here's a limo. Oh, it's Vince. God, I wonder what he's going to talk about... I wonder if it'll be the Jim Ross line... <laughs> But that's... Oh, sorry, we're building up to that. Because right now, hold on to your seat, folks. You'll be wanting for Jim Ross Rants now. It's Edge versus the (laughs) British Bulldog for the European title. (laughs) Sponsored by Lego Mindstorms. Nice. So you can still buy them to this day. They're the ones that you could program. Yeah. I like them. I think um, Rumba's pretty much taken the audience (laughs) now. Uh, WF Volume 4, the music. Uh, You Think You Know Me? You Know Me? The first one. Arizona Jeans. With the tagline, at least part of you is comfortable. What the hell kind of tagline is
0: that? At least... That sounds to me like you've made some really crap jeans. But, like... <laughs> like but the the material around the arse area is quite nice. <laughs> well, at least part of you is comfortable. That's the slogan. That's right. They're like Geordie jeans,
1: but in Arizona. Your <laughs> soul feels bad, but your jeans look good. Arizona <laughs> jeans. <laughs> Dress to depress. <laughs> and if you weren't sad wearing those jeans, you sure would be watching Bulldog taking a flip jump t- off an <laughs> Njiguri. We... So a can tick that off, don't we take a one bump off your bingo card, Brett. Do
0: we think Bulldog's wearing Arizona jeans? <laughs> Do you like know how Bulldog looks like he's walking to the ring carrying all the f- he could possibly muster? <laughs> Which isn't many.
1: And he's got the European title as well, so that's good. Yeah, he couldn't carry any of those eggs because he had the European title inside. That's what Joey Abs was there for. Every time I see Bulldog now, I just laugh. He
0: just like he just looks like a he just looks like like a like a sweaty pepper army with arms. He does is a sweaty pepperoni. He is
1: what every Chicago microwavable pizza I've got has ended up looking like... So I never buy them anymore. I'm like, oh, God.
0: And now he's got the meat Street posse with him. Like, God, oh, what, what a... If you if you, if you you bought stock in Bulldog, I would... <laughs> I'd take it all out now.
1: I'd take it all out now. You couldn't buy a Freddo Bar in 99 with the Bulldog stock. <laughs> Anyway, Christian shows up to back up Edge, but still three on one, so who should show up to even the odds but... The Headbangers! Yay! The back! <laughs> and apparently, the mainstream Street Posse lost to the Headbangers on Sunday Night Heat. In case you're wondering what happened to the level-out show once Smackdown Day... <laughs> uh, stolen Suplex allows out to tell Edge that he's effed. Shades <laughs> of SummerSlam 92. And Lola complains Edge hasn't even been to Europe which probably had Finn Martin typing up but Rebellion was just last month and that issue of power on that month. <laughs> Christian DDT's Bulldog so he can avoid a back bump Edge hits his spear and just before we get a new champ the Mean Street Posse win for the DQ and it's Katie Bar the Door as everyone comes into brawl <laughs> with Pete Gass taking a particularly horrible landing out the ring. Looked like it's his first time there. Something he'd let <laughs> that Rumble 2000 to much, he, much laughter. He wasn't
0: a particularly good bumper at this point, was he? And wasn't he the one with the most experience as well? Um, Swear no, I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm sure combined Pete and Rodney Gass had enough, because they are married,
1: had, had, had quite a bit more experience than Joey Abs. I'm yeah. sure they did. But they only married for the money.
2: <laughs>
1: i want to go log on to CageMatch.net and leave a review for pete gas and all it reads is pete gassed <laughs> okay
0: bonus point if you can remember um oh go on say it their finishes pete gasses is of course the gas mask yes mate describe a gas mask how does the gas mask work you remember
1: well, he gets his, they're in bed with his partner, and he farts, <laughs> and he puts their head... Oh, no, that's a Dutch oven, sorry. It's quite
0: a long-winded finisher. <laughs> quite,
1: oh. li- quite literally. Do you remember the gas master, how he applies the you gas You told mask? me before, but I've never seen it in person, so I have All to right. visualise it. Why don't you tell us what the gas master so is? Because he was at home. Right.
0: You know you know, uh, Angel Garza's wing clipper? <laughs> yes. You have to get spoken to in the same <laughs> sentence as Pete <laughs> Like, instead of the full Nelson bit... Uh, it's like the hands are over the face.
1: <laughs> i have loving it so far.
0: He <laughs> just drops <laughs> them. That's how I remember it. Um, do you remember Rodney's finisher? It's a bit more bait. This it's is a bit more simple, off, isn't it? No. No? Wow. It wasn't moon Okay. I've, if I, now I think uh, hopefully I'm correct on this. Hot rod. No. Um... No. In Rod, we trust. No. It, was, it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a pun on his name oh, at
1: all. Okay, then. He
0: did a buff blockbuster, but it was called The High Society.
1: Okay, yeah. I can it.
0: see that. Uh, Joey Abs. Yeah, Abs. Abdo- Donnell Stretch. I can't remember Joey Abs. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> he, does have, he does have one. There is an episode of SmackDown coming up in a, maybe a year's time or something like that where all three of them are wrestling and in one match they all bust out their finishes and Michael Cole knows them name by name and like Laura's like how do you know (laughs) (laughs) and and Cole is just in his pump he's like yeah I know all their finishes it's the gas mask and Laura's like the what
1: Cole's like I remember these years ago (laughs) finally got to call the gas mask Cole goes,
2: gas mask gas gas mask,
1: mask gas mask Backstage, and man is talking to Jim Ross. Oh, yeah, so oh, before, we, before we get there, so... Oh, God, edge, sorry.
0: Schmazz, 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 Bulldog and the posse going up the ramp. Okay. In the ring, Edge, Christian and the Headbangers. Does this not feel like the Survivor Series match that we could be getting? Yeah. At this point, not, not knowing so. what's coming. Do you think so? And then things certainly change in a week or so. This feels more like... This feels like the more the match it should be, as opposed to the match that we get. Yeah. When you consider the players involved in the match that we get...
1: I think, yeah, the battle of who sticks out more in this period, Bulldog or their headbangers.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Just anyway. don't drop
1: that in before we go any further. Oh, Cause, thank cause, you, Tom. You're very ma- right to talk
0: about this show. That match is... <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'd prefer ranting about JR and talking about the gas no, mask. Don't. Gas mask, gas mask.
1: Anyway, backstage, and yeah, take a shot. It's a man is livid <laughs> at the notion that Jim Ross would imply that he dare hit his son. The title He would never hit his son, as Finn Martin furiously types up that, yes, he had hit his son several times.
0: <laughs> and another thing, the Butcher and the Blade are feuding with Cody. You have to remember their names. Sorry, sorry, Mr Khan.
1: <laughs> Vince would accept Ross's apology, <coughs> but would keep on embarrassing him for the next 20 or so years. <laughs> anyway, Mech is at the club known as uh, Talilas, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, Foley tribes bribing a fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt to tell him where Venus is, but the fat guy doesn't know anything in what was possibly shot at Mark Madden. I don't know. Foley Foley offers a George Washington, and for the non-Americans at home, that is a $1 bill. Brilliant, brilliant. To a hoe, but he's worried... No, she it's a may... stripper, not a hoe. Oh my God, I'm We are so we are, we to the are, we are, out there.
0: We have we been so desensitised watching this programme now that whenever we see just a group of women together, we immediately go, oh, they're the hoes. It's got me in trouble in Big Market on a few occasions.
1: <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I beg your pardon the strippers and Strip, hoes. Uh, yeah, Strip strippers and hoes <laughs> like strippers and like the Judean people's
0: front. Wasn't strippers and hoes like a parody of buttons and bows? <laughs> <laughs> Frasier said it once
1: he's worried (laughs) she may hurt herself on his new tag team belt and yes Mick is wearing his full gear with the tag team belt and he goes ah he's not here he'll go to the other bar so viscera's bar and make sure to take the dollar back (laughs) because he's he's the tightest man in the history of wrestling to the point where they even featured him on the WWE story time it's a little, great little show on the network oh the yeah way.
0: they do a whole bit about him being
1: tight like, oh well tight. yeah I think it was Triple H talking about like, Mick Foley instead of getting the flight to the next place he's got I'll just drive and he had his ring gear on didn't change and he's had like this giant thing of popcorn he was to eat out in the car seat the way there and it's H <laughs> looking at him like what <laughs> oh this was all this is all you it was no character <laughs> <laughs> to Triple H here's the evil DX so stop cheering Tom X-Pac has the unnamed green drink. Who presumably are like, well, Coca-Cola isn't giving you money. We'll give you money. And like, well, we'll take your money. We're <laughs> <laughs> not going to name drop you at all. <laughs> Just unknown green substance. X-Pac was a nice guy until he started drinking that. So I think that's why they, oh, so they you can't buy the... anymore. Oh, so you reckon it's like Ivan's Ooze? It's, yes. Made him evil? Yes. I what does that ooze. odious stench? <laughs> smells like... <laughs> <laughs> <I love Roger. laughs> Sorry. Triple H introduces the, the gang. So it's funny because half of them are still... Well, the New Age Outlaws are still liked by the crowd, so it's Triple H, the evil baddie, going, Road Dog,
2: yay!
1: Beat up the rock, boom! <laughs> also, Billy Gunn apparently punched Austin's eyes open on Raw. And Hit him big, with the old soup bone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ross wrote that one. <laughs> um, Triple H recaps Raw again, in case you missed it, in case you missed this, the first hour of the podcast, and um, with the shot heard around the world. Yes, did you know? At the end of the night, Vince McMahon accidentally, possibly, deliberately hit Shane McMahon with the WWF title. Maybe, possibly. Jesus. Triple H also brings up Jim Ross's line. And anyway, that's all boring. Here's the fun bit. Triple H announces the the biggest open secret in right now, and that is that viscera is dead. No, oh,
0: no, Nelson! No, no, we'll never see you again.
1: <laughs> this is The newest member of DX is Vince McMahon.
0: Da, da da He's even got a Vince 69
1: shirt. Yeah, they have, the, they have the big old NFL jersey ready for them. His music plays and he saunters out, arms and all. It's like, wait, 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 why is he out here? And it's completely ridiculous before we get the next bit. Because, like, Vince McMahon has joined DX. You're like, (laughs) why? Literally,
0: no sense whatsoever. So it could happen. It's almost as daft as Triple H becoming an authority figure. Imagine how daft that'd be. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) That'd be rubbish.
1: Then the next bit happens, and this is probably the highlight of the show for me. Vince McMahon saunter's out. He tries to deny it, but his mic dies. So he gets a few lines. I think he tries to say something along the lines of... I'd "I'd rather join the
0: Girl Scouts. Is that
1: all right? Yep. Uh, scout and it goes to Triple H and it obviously cut away from him but Triple H just gets the mic just so bad obviously trying to stall for time he goes for the love of God the WWF is riding high in the stock market can we get a mic that works <laughs> the crowd pops going it's a real moment Vince McMahon saves it by going I'd rather join WCW than
0: DX. <laughs> oh. uh, easily
1: the pop of the night. He doesn't so. just say
0: WCW. He gives it a whole McMahon gravel and goes, "I'd rather join WCW than yeah. join DX."
1: That's a, that's a nice. Commentators voice.
0: lose their mind. Young 15 year old Tom Campbell loses Ooh. his absolute mind. They've just said WCW on yeah. WWF television. What? What?
1: Yeah. Is that allowed? It's yeah. amazing. That was a
0: great moment.
1: If you guys went around, they would occasionally take pot shots at each other, and it was like the. It was like AW and It was, it was, it and was N- very rarely
0: that obvious.
1: Yeah, AW and NXT still Do the bits, and nowadays it's more like, oh, do you really have to do that? But back then, this is all you cared about. <gasps>
2: did
0: you hear what he said? They make, they make, they make shots, but they were never like ooh, overtly obvious. So it would be the closest in a no. modern era is when Sami Zayn did the QA and said, You can ask me about anything, you can ask me about AEW. Like, it was like so on the nose, like, yeah. oh. Blew my flipping mind. I loved it. Yeah.
1: And it always takes away from Triple H going, That's why you should join us, Vince. We always have a stick that performs and I've written it point at Dick. <laughs> anyway, uh, Vince McMahon answers the eight man survivor series main event tonight between DX and everyone they messed with on Raw. And do we have with data perfect the formula of running a Survivor Series thing before Survivor Series? Mm-hmm. But they call it brag and write and Charge 49.99 for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, don't let that distract you from Mick being in the fantasy room. Oh, so
0: so we know our main event for tonight then is DX. So Double yep. H Billy Gunn, Road Dog, X Pac versus Shane McMahon. Yep. Kane. Yep. The Rock and Stone Cold Stone. Uh, That's right. That's a belter of a main event. I like, and I was so like, 15-year-old me coming off the back of going, Vince just said WCW. And then I'm just going, oh my God, they're all in the same match.
1: Yeah. <sighs> this heavy makes up for Tess versus D'Lo. Done it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Making the fantasy room, opening doors, looking for Venus, but getting distracted by women, pulling people out, going, are you Val Venus? Whoa, you're not Val Venus. But eventually you get distracted by a certain star, goes in, and the occupied light is on. More of that to come. We segue from that to this child-friendly show from ages four plus to up to *The Godfather*. <laughs> Do they still have those those little viewing things, by the way? I don't want to
0: know. I just, just, I just wonder because, like, it just all looks so of a time when I mean, you think that, like, like nowadays, if you, you know, you want to watch naughty things, like that that device has shown naughty things on it mm-hmm. as has yours. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't had to go to a special room in the back end of a city to do it. It just seems
1: so filthy. Yeah. Speaking of filthy, all of Godfather's hoes have matching attire that say just oh. say ho. I like that. Nice bit of merch. Pretty pretty, actually. Good job the hoes got some good merch. Yeah. Obviously it's scantily clad so it's been a bit ripped so... Or maybe Godfather just gave him crappy gear. I don't know. <laughs> it's
0: any time that the WWE merchandise department designed fifteen shirts and they were all none of them were offensive.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh there, you are. not
1: not offensive about this next bit where Godfather wants us to know if we're going to ride the whole train and ri- ri- roll a fatty for the big pimp daddy? And I'm just not seeing Walmart's point. A family picture. <laughs> Jericho interrupts the women disrobing. And his music plays while he's talking for some weird reason, and he talked about he will make China his own personal hoe at Survivor Series. And he's gonna make her kiss his big, shiny intercontinental title belt. As Jared goes removed a lot of the dopiness right now and has gone full Jarrett. <laughs> yep. He's just basically supplanted Jarrett in this yeah. role. He's been recast like a member of a soap <laughs> that's gone to theatre work or something. Part
0: of Jeff Jarrett will now be played by Christopher Irving. Exactly. <laughs> Jer- Jericho and the commentators refer to China having an alleged apparent sexual crush on Chris Jericho. It was the the wording that I was intrigued oh. by. Sexual crush. Are there other kinds of crush? I have a, I have a materialistic crush on you where I only like the furniture you have. Uh, Hawaiian crush. I have a Hawaiian crush where Brother. I only like Brian Adams. I have... Chronic I, crush. I have a chronic crush. I have an orange I crush. I don't like Brian Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I have an orange crush. I only like Orange Cassidy. Like, I was oh, just, there we go. I just Out I was just path. curious as to why they were... It like a sexual crush. I don't know whether I missed some lexicon. Just to make
1: sure you get it. Okay, I, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Godfather versus Jericho isn't asking for star ratings, but the crowd's really into Godfather, so Lion Salt... I'm going to skip ahead of the rest of the match because who cares and then a mystery ho shows up to direct traffic at ringside oh it's Stevie Richard as a hoe. Uh he gets in the ring they get sorry he gets all the hoes to get in the ring distract Tim White the referee so he can land the Stevie kick which lets Godfather hit the hoe train in the corner and actually get a pinfall of that move yeah. See Usually the pimp drop had set that up or it was whatever. the it was
0: the, so. it was the Stevie kick, the barefooted yeah. Stevie kick. <laughs> he looked a bit like Matt Riddle today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a Barefoot Stevie kick
1: that led to the whole train. And the Godfather pins Chris Jericho. Uh, <laughs> this match is weird because Jericho has changed his style. He doesn't even do the He ever- just does ever. He doesn't have the crowd no that's gone a no, bit. He's, he's tried it for a bit and he's gone yeah. nah be right. so crowd likes China but no one cares about Stevie Richards <laughs> barely anyone knows who he is at this point in time because all he's been doing is dressing up as other people so Lillian interviews him backstage Stevie admits that he's an admirer of China and he very weakly cheerleads C-H-Y-N-A and there's just nothing he gets the test pop yeah, and like, okay it's nice you to drag C V into this, but it's the wrong guy at the right, wrong time.
0: I I, I, li- I like the effort that's going into making Stevie Richards matter. Yeah. Like I like there there's worse people to be to be putting in positions like this and they will and they'll and we're about a year away from him getting the biggest push he'll ever get in the company. Mm. Which which I'm excited for. Mm. Um but yeah, they'll keep trying with him. They'll keep trying with him. Probably the biggest push he ever got was on the video game WWF No Mercy, oh, absolutely. when he was randomly replacing Big Show in the storyline leading into WrestleMania
1: 2000. And how can anyone replace Big Show after seeing some of the stuff we're going to see <laughs> on the show in just a hot minute? But meanwhile, Nick oh. Foley is at Charlie's Dreams, but he's been in the Peep Show so long, his car gets towed away. <laughs> and he has to try and attempt to run with those knobbly knees of his. Mwah, mwah, this Meanwhile, man spots Austin but Austin's like, nah, you're alright, mate. And walks away as if the fan has just stopped him at 3M in the airport. But meanwhile, Al Al Snow is still talking to the remaining guys, which is Blue Meanie and the two unknowns, about how he beat Crash Holly tonight. And they're like, Yeah, we know. <laughs> so apparently all this time, Al Snow's just be like, and then we won he the two titles. It's almost ten times now. Yeah. And then Vladinus shows up, beats up Al as a message to mankind. And then pays off the hose to give mankind false information. It was a setup all along. Meow, meow, meow. The
0: heel turn of the decade. The hose was now were the hose heels or the hose just simple? A hose, a hoe. I know. Any hose a go. Uh, But I wasn't sure if like they turn heel. Like, whether, whether now, like, the heels had evil intent... The the the, ho- the heel hose had evil intention. Because the, the, like, God. the Godfather wouldn't have approved of this, surely. They, they're doing dirty deeds. But mind you, Godfather and Val have got previous.
1: Mm. Ooh. More, maybe this is more multi-layered than we really. I like the, the implied, like... Godfather's just going to leave away now. Yeah, oh.
0: the hose... The ho- he's thinking, like, hey, look, if they want to make some money, if they want to put some, like, an extra couple of twenties in their sky... Then I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna stop. I ain't gonna stop my girls working. But then, don't they do a thing later on where like he becomes a bit aggressive? Or did that was that a storyline that was started and then immediately
1: stopped? We'll get to
0: that in a couple. Of I don't years. remember that, <laughs> we'll but I can't that. wait to
1: find out. We'll get to that in a couple but of years. Rather um, look at the implied stuff, the implied ridiculousness of the show. Let's look at the implicit stuff.
0: Before we do, oh, on. Survivor series uh, advert very briefly flashes oh, okay, up. Yeah. Sponsored by Nokia. Now, is that how we're meant to pronounce Nokia? Because I always pronounced it Nokia. Yeah. So Nokia slash Nokia are the sponsor for Survivor Series. But <laughs> they they quite a few times say Nokia. And I'm like, I've always called it Nokia. Mm. The phone company. Does it also
1: explain the ringtone at the beginning of the episode? Yes, yeah, so they, they go, sponsored by Nokia.
2: And it
1: goes... That'd be great if a ringtone was the theme of this. Did you? and
2: now
1: <laughs> WWF and Nokia oh.
0: present
2: Backlash 1999
0: Snake <laughs> Snake <laughs> Sorry just an aside I couldn't show how to pronounce Nokia or Tom, Nokia
1: we have to get serious because oh. we get the recap of all recaps oh. if any feud is delivered this, this far on Smackdown has been this one Big Show is being interviewed on Raw uh, in a little room somewhere when Bossman and Albert throw a gas grenade into the room and lock the door so Big Show can't get out. They then wait, put on gas masks, no, not the finisher, and go and beat him up some more. Big Show is then being looked at medical people. He's got the oxygen mask on, like Dennis Hopper and Blue Velvet. And they go, Big Show has been brought to his knees by those noxious fumes. So he has to go... Arrgh! Arrgh! As they try and make him breathe through his big lungs. Are we? Tom, <laughs> take it away. Owie, are, are,
0: are we meant to find this funny? <laughs> because everything that the Big Show does, has done in this storyline about awful things like his dad dying like he gets <laughs> he gets like smoked out <laughs> he gets hotboxed boxed in it's hot boxed in a bedding room and it's just like there is nothing that the big like and all I could focus on with all this bad stuff has been happening to the big show like the boss man is an ass we should hate him all I can focus on is, Picture looks weird without a beard. <laughs> That's all I can focus on. And it's just it's him on the floor. Like with like with smoke billowing everywhere. And like <laughs> and then they put the mask on him to get his oxygen back. Not Pete Mask not the Pete Gas' gas mask. That'd finish him off for good. Like they put the oxygen mask on him and he's just like, like pulsating. He's it's just It's just it's all too funny, but it's not meant to be.
1: It's amazing yeah i've amazing. never seen a gas grenade use an angle before and this was a lot of the mother night wars you just see this angle backstage that is written down albert and Bossman, tom Clancy, uh boss man, just gases him and beats him up afterwards it's it's the best it's so, unreal it's so unreal. let's get to the exciting Vincent man telling tori good luck a bit and go right into Bossman versus show show is shaved and mean Bossman buggers off immediately after he realizes <laughs> Bossman is not in the mood <laughs> for happy times. He, he go outside, they get a count out straight away. Big Show does not care, keeps on beating him up, beats him up some more, takes him in the ring, gives him an atomic drop.
0: Because <laughs> that's what you do with your hated rival. You just
1: drop him on his bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Which boss man bounces off and goes in the ropes. <laughs> takes a showstopper. Here comes Prince Albert. He takes a showstopper. That's pretty much the end of the this feud then. Some stupid refs <laughs> try to interview. Dave Hebner takes a showstopper. Crowd's liking that. Sergeant Slaughter takes one. Former WWF champion Sergeant Slaughter takes a beast of a showstopper. That's right. WrestleMania headliner, Sergeant Slaughter takes one. And Tony Guerrero takes one. <laughs> and Big Show is just... Yeah, he's had enough. He's been gassed. And this was a good step <laughs> in the make show serious again after some of the silliness. Uh, some later seriousness would happen. But... Makes sense, given what happens in two weeks. But yeah, wow.
0: They try, they're trying so hard to make Big Show matter. And none of it's landing. That's, think about the stuff that the Big Show has done in 2009, right, 1999. Think about the stuff the Big Show has done in 1999. Right, right. sign with WWF. Right,
1: sign with the WWF.
0: Like the biggest, like like seven foot, best shape of his career.
1: In he comes. He, Sorry, I interrupted. No, it was not the best shape of his career. I'll, I'll, he was famously out of shape. Oh was just he? Like, I thought yeah, he was yeah, yeah. I
0: thought he was like he was still in sort of relatively prime shape when he joined and then he just just nah. drank a lot of milk and ate a lot of
1: pizza. <laughs> I'm sure that happened as well, but yeah. no, he, he was he was uh smoking, obviously in WWE, and he didn't get himself back into shape, he was just at that fat shape.
0: Right, okay.
1: He but, slimmed down since then. I was but say not, compared not to loved, where
0: compared bro. to where he would end the year at, like he was in decent shape like um it started so, so valentine's Day massacre bursts through the ring throw steve austin through the cage austin wins the match so from from the from the first step on this journey he's presented as a bit of a dick um loses
1: to steve austin <laughs> like within two weeks pinned the, the roar before wrestlemania which had so many people going wow they brought in big show to be a uh, austin's rival maybe that'll be the next year's wrestlemania main event Pins him clean and it's like, oh. Because apparently they realized how injured he was or banged up and he hadn't really declared himself. So they didn't really, they were really struggling what to do with him because they also realized, hang on, you're not very good wrestling wise, are you? And you're a multiple time WWE World Champion. They're like, hang on, haven't you wrestled like Flair and Savage, all these DDPs? Like, you crap. (laughs) How are you this bad? I think it was like the real life. a mentor for him. So these angles were the taking of them. It was like half a, half real. Yeah, like where he was, where he was
0: kicking him, kicking
1: yeah. shoes shoes out of him. Yeah, well done. all oh, my good recovery. When he was when he
0: was like giving him a mental rollick, like a big old rollicking. Like half of that was real. Yeah. Like big, like Paul White would come backstage and then yeah. would go right. That was crap. That was crap. That was crap. Stop doing that. Like he would like really. So they, they had to really rush him to get through. But Everything he's done just came across as corny. Going into the desert, coming back with his. Wearing snakeskin boots and a motorcycle over your shoulder. <laughs> and now, and now this feud with with terminable mid carder, the big nah. boss man, over, over your dead slash dying dad. And it's just, it's only gonna get worse.
1: Oh, just do it.
0: Big show in 2000 doing a promo saying, Why do you boo me? What's changed? No, it's like, Oh, no. mate, you've been. <laughs> oh
1: god that's still to come oh jeez the JVC (laughs) kaboomable moment of the week is oh guess guess what it is the kaboom of the week oh it
0: is the accident from Raw that's right
1: Uh. anyway the main event now eight man elimination so obviously it was a tag team match no pop for Shane as he enters duh Shane is rabid for dog yeah. He's what? Why have I written that? He's rabid Shane for dog. Is rabid for dog. I'm looking at Matthew's notes at the a, moment. Is that half a pun or not? You tell me. Rabid for it. dog. I guess because a dog is rabid. Yeah.
0: So that would work really well sense.
1: unless you'd gone, hang on, Matthew, that's crap. Rabid for dog. I was thinking bulldog? Oh. <laughs> when oh, you say
0: dog on this show, my immediate
1: thought is everyone's favourite wrestling pepper army, the yeah. British bulldog. And a road dog is more liable to be rabid. Yeah. The new Evil Xbox takes down shame with his big kick the one where you hold beef you're playing Wrestlemania 2000 and if you knew my mum you were playing it. I know you weren't cage.
2: <laughs>
0: you are were in a house where it was being played <laughs> not the same room
1: that would have been weird <laughs> came in to deal with Xbox Just
0: press L on this bit
1: God <laughs> <gentlemen>. <laughs> you're doing
0: great
1: I love you so much, mate. I love you Kane so much. Kane is in the deal of X Pac. <laughs> it all breaks down. And
0: it all breaks
1: down. at <laughs> the first rehearsal of the user mind, And Kane lands the cheesy reversal, the close line off the top, but get hits low and famous and X Factored to be out first.
0: Yeah, X-Pac beats Kane. That's quite a big moment.
1: Nah, cause he's he's beaten him with help. A S- low blow. So yeah, it's alright. But all right. still, like it was oh, still a big was... thing to... I thought so. No, but they're the beating them up. The, the... And I, I think that the, the idea is, Kane versus X-Pac, X-Pac dies. But X-Pac, with all his buddies helping him, X-Pac's going to win. I so can't... that's why people are still booing X-Pac. And this is, I believe, the turn that X-Pac would always stay at. Yeah, it's true. It would always be that, boo. I Just the... I don't mind a, a heel that just always
0: needs shenanigans to win. Oh, I like it actually. Bit old school. Dakota Kai in NXT mm. has now become that heel where like she just gets battered in a match, but she somehow finds sneaky, cheeky, cheesy ways to win. Yeah, down with that.
1: Okay. Uh, Kane doesn't care about the rules and chokeslam's X Park on their way out. However, he kicks out when Shane tries to pin him because, because uh, I don't know. Anyway, of reasons here's Vince McMahon. Break. There's Vince McMahon.
2: <laughs> and now,
1: now they told that they are back from break. Shane McMahon takes an X Factor and is eliminated. Rock in now. Give the rock bottom the road dog. Oh, but here's X pac with the big kick. The one we hold A and B at the same time. Ah, uh, that was a good one, that was. That was always a good one. That's right. He ran and did it. It was extra good. That's exactly right, Tom. You, you know? have to bounce off the ropes. That's right. Boing. This is the type of action you're going to see at series. Lies Michael Cole. The Rock tags in Austin to a giant pop. X-Pac lands the kick, but Austin doesn't care. Stunner, bye-bye, X-Pac. Gunn gets the Tez press. I wonder what Tez No, I'm not doing that. And poor Austin. This is a very sad moment to see. Austin tries doing the stomp in the mud hole bit with Gunn, but he has all the mobility of De Niro and the Irishman. It's... You could tell, like, like, we're really getting now at the end. Oh. Austin's like, Please, can I have time off? And he's done nothing this entire match, apart from give a stunner to X Park. And he's like, Weak, weak, weak. People's we, elbow one gun. Oh, sorry. To say we did
0: say we talked about this on the news video this week, or last week as you're hearing this, because uh, Seth Rollins has had some time off because he broke his finger. Like, the idea of it in 2019 oh, you broke your finger, yeah, take the rest of the week off. 99. I literally have a <laughs> neck that is hanging on hinges. Can you work until November? <laughs> just it would really help us out if you could work until maybe the end of November. Come back in Jan,
1: maybe. <laughs> look, we'll give you some also action figures, alright? <laughs>
0: have a Z pack.
1: <laughs> People's elbow on Billy Gunn is halted by Triple H who I've just noticed is wearing the short shorts. Yes. The main event short shorts. I'm not sure which actual SmackDown this happened, but that's it. That's we're now at the he's figured out his look. Main no event event more embryotic stuff.
0: Oh, no, he, I'm sure he's had main event short shorts on for a couple of weeks.
1: I've just noticed now. I mean, just noticed. Sometimes you don't notice the things when No, it's fine. Happen. I only
0: noticed, like, yesterday that Pachitti shaved his moustache off. Bless you. That's, 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 that's an extra yeah, they're exactly day. like the same. They're like, just moustache.
1: Gunn, oh my God, okay. So, people's elbows get counted. So, Billy Gunn tries an O'Connor roll on the rock which is amazing. Best pure athlete in the game. Then Rock reverses it and holds on to eliminate Gun.
0: where the hell did <laughs> that come from? I love when The Rock just every so often reminds you, actually, I'm a really good wrestler. And he won't do it very often. It'll just be like with, like he'll bust out a figure four, like in a couple of months' time, or like he'll start using a sharpshooter, or like he'll start using a crossface, or he'll do like a Mahistral cradle. Like, whoa!
1: No, it wasn't a sharpshooter. It was the Scorpion King Deathlock.
0: Was that what he called I it eventually? I don't know. That's
1: what it was called online. Oh, I, don't
0: know. They, I think he always called it Sharpshooter in 99.
1: But he's not Canadian. I know. But oh, damn. <laughs> and that's why he never won a match with it. Anyway, Gunner's a it, dick. He could
0: have called it the, the Sasori Jemay.
1: And what's that, Tom? It's the original name for Sharpshooter. Oh, is there a series we can watch that tells us more about
0: these? A to Z of WWE on the Cold YouTube channel right now. Oh, how nice. Very
1: welcome. Billy Billy Gunner's a dick.
0: <laughs> Tom's a dick as well.
1: Tom is a dick and attacks <laughs> the rock. So Triple H can get the pedigree. So it's to Austin and Triple H. Austin looks and I've typed like this bulldog-ish. Oh, just like just mm. stocky and tired. Just like oh my neck. <laughs> Ref is dealing with the rock because he's a bit salty. So Vincent Mann, who's at ringside, tries to remove the chair that Triple H is trying to use. He can't. So he tries to hit Triple H with a title belt, but But, 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 he hits Austin. Oh, no! Thus allowing Triple H to retain. Austin Uh, is pissed. And Triple H hits him as he leaves. So Vince escapes.
0: This says a lot about uh, the position of SmackDown at this point. I know it's it's not long into its life cycle, but you'll find that until it becomes its own separate brand... Like, SmackDown very much keeps the status quo of whatever happened on Raw. Like, you won't see... You won't see with the, the odd exception, you won't see many major storyline endeavours on SmackDown. It'll be continuations of, of stuff until we get back to Monday to see us through. So when I saw Vince Man getting into the ring, I remembered, oh, yeah. So they basically did exactly what he did on Monday.
1: Again. Here. Yeah, and I'm not liking it, because it's like, oh, the main story did Vince mean to hit Shane? Did Vince mean to hit Austin? I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) There's Austin, there's Rock, there's Kane, there's DX. They're way more interested than Vince. I don't know why they're going on this route again. It's already been done to death in 99. Mm. And there's plenty of cool stuff going on with Triple H already. I guess I think he needed that last extra bit, which we'll get to in Armageddon, which is a bit of a misfire during a hot period. Mm. But it's like, wow, Jim Ross, that line. Who cares? Who just let Austin pin Triple H. That's all the crowd wants. All rock. Yeah. Or P- Actually,
0: gas. Arm- Anybody. Armageddon '99 is an interesting one because, like you say, it's a misfire, but then it's 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 born out of sort of tough circumstance. I think, and I think when we get to it, I'd quite like to yeah. talk about how we could have probably fixed it because I think I think there is you have enough players still knocking around that you could have maybe done something different. Mm.
1: But we'll talk about another podcast because it's been a lengthy time. one. So Tom, what did you remember? The WCW line. You remember that? I remember
0: uh. losing my mind when Vince McMahon said, I'd rather join WCW than join the ax. I remember that. I remember because it was, like you say, there was always pot shots, but there was nothing as on the nose... Like him literally saying WCW is crap, yeah. like there was nothing that was on the nose yeah. like that. That
1: wasn't on the nose, that was a bazooka, yeah. That was, that was
0: a that was a, that was like a cannonball landing in your face. Uh, how about you? What did you remember?
1: The mankind skits was looking for the women's because <laughs> I remember reading about that in his book. I think it was photos in WF Magazine, but that was the first time watching it. But so, like, oh yeah, I don't know what happens here. His car gets towed, and I believe he said in his book there was supposed to be a bit there. Where like oh no come back come back and he's just got nothing but quarters, like it's obviously because yeah. obviously those I think those things the, the joke was those things took quarters he So we like had like running, loads what, of them
0: were you running away and like quarters were falling out of his
1: pocket yeah I think that was but it wasn't definitely wasn't on that yeah that wasn't so. that one, was it?
0: Um what did you forget
1: I forgot the headbangers <laughs> joining up with Edge and Christian
0: <laughs> what was that about that was a that was a, peculiar arrangement wasn't it there was obviously plans to do something maybe with them at Survivor Series it seemed like
1: yeah I mean with them being Canadian Hatterbanks being rockers maybe some Journey yeah no <laughs> Journey are not Canadian you idiot Rush Rush is what I meant to say I was going to say I hate like, this I podcast
2: Our <laughs> <laughs> Journey Canadian all uh,
0: right JR maybe, maybe oh maybe, no maybe one day they'll do a song good enough that you'll remember what they're called no
2: God, what did do that, you forget? While you
0: do that, I forgot that Valvinus paid off the hose. I forgot that, that element of it, which has now cast doubt in my mind as to the alignment of the Godfather's hose, whether they're babyface or heel, regardless of... Mm. I now consider the hose as, like, one entity. Mm. So, like, if you come in and go out of the bubble, you are, like, the whole <laughs> yeah, right, right. entity. And that was a very heelish thing to do, to encourage... Valvinus to trick mankind who they liked felt very healy, yeah. But then it goes in the idea, but then I can't go how dare those women pretend to like somebody in order to get
1: money, yeah, right? Uh, Because isn't that their day job? (laughs) No wonder they did, no wonder mankind was deceived, yeah. I'd have been deceived, but you know, something, Tom, it's a very good point you made, but I've just checked journey from San Francisco so I now hate this podcast I'm going to do something else which I'm sure a lot of people are doing so let's end <laughs> why don't you go
0: and do the cultaholic podcast
1: exactly <laughs> I have been Matthew Greg you can find me at Matthew Greg to be honest with you and if you want to find Tom Campbell you can find him at Ke- real Keith Lee <laughs> oh fuck <first. laughs>
0: don't you no it's died now it's dead now the sun's dead now um, at Tom Campbell on Twitter he's at Matthew Greg on Twitter I'm together we are at Cultaholic on Twitter
1: Don't forget to join us. And as always, join us. Love you, bye.